Welcome to the AP Board Review Series. This is an educational podcast series that covers high-yield topics in physical medicine and rehabilitation. My name is Emily Kivlihan. I am a Pediatric Rehab Fellow at Spalding Rehabilitation in Boston. I am happy to be joined today by my Senior Pediatric Rehab Fellow, Dr. Becky Siegel. In this episode, we're going to be covering growth and development, including milestones. This can be an overwhelming topic, but we're going to try to break it down for you so that it's a little bit more intuitive and also give you some fun ways to remember important cutoffs. So let's get moving. For our first question in our first case, we have a mom who brings in her 10-month-old child who is referred to rehab by her pediatrician because she is not yet sitting up independently. So can we talk about this and if this would be within the normal range of what we're expecting or if this is now a red flag? So when you're thinking about a 10-month-old sitting, you should thinking about what type of milestone this is. So is this a gross motor milestone? Thinking about sitting, crawling, walking, fine or a fine motor milestone? Thinking more about using your hands or a social or communication milestone? Thinking about smiling, babbling, cooing, talking, and how many words they have. So in this question, since we're talking about sitting, we're thinking about a gross motor milestone. And sitting is one of the good ones that you should remember for the board. And how we remember this is that you sit at six. So you should be sitting at six months. So rolling, so thinking about more of kind of other gross motor milestones, you should be rolling prior to sitting at about four months. And then after you sit, you should be pulling to stand, which is at about nine to 10 months. And then following that, about 12 months is about walking. This gets a little bit more complicated as kids get older. So at 18 months, you can walk backwards. At two, kids can skip or hop. And then at three, you are riding a tricycle or going up stairs. And that's easy to remember because a tricycle has three wheels and you're three years old when you can ride a tricycle. It's also the same reciprocal movement of riding a tricycle as it is to walk upstairs with one foot on each step or reciprocally. So overall, when we're thinking about this, you should be concerned that this 10-month-old isn't sitting, but you should get more information about what else they're doing at this point. If you put them in a sitting position, are they able to stay there? Are they rolling back to front and front to back? What are they doing for their fine motor as well? So for case two, we're going to talk not about milestones, but about reflexes. So you have a nine-month-old baby, and they come in on physical exam. They have a plantar reflex. The mom wants to know if you're concerned about this reflex since you mention it to your trainee that's with you in the room as you're doing the exam. The plantar reflex is an example of a primitive reflex. 
So our primitive reflexes are reflexes that we're born with, and they kind of help us out at first. Recall the rooting reflex. That's when you feel something on your cheek and you turn towards it, so that helps us with our feeding. But eventually they start to get in the way of the things that we need to start doing, or what we more eloquently say is these reflexes extinguish. So remember the fencer reflex or the ATNR, asymmetric tonic neck reflex. So that one is when a baby looks one way and the ipsilateral side that they're looking at, that arm will extend and the contralateral side where they're looking away from will bend. So kind of like a fencer that's about to fight. So think about when a baby's starting to roll. And Becky, remind us, when do we expect a baby to roll over? Babies should be rolling at about four months old. Which side do they like to roll to first? I always like to remember that we're always telling babies to go into tummy time, and they hate tummy time, so they figure out how to get out of tummy time first. But anyway, going back to rolling and primitive reflexes, if we have a baby who's on their back and they're trying to roll from left to right, and they look towards that side that they're rolling on, and then that arm extends, they're not going to be able to roll over anymore. So that's an example of how these primitive reflexes start to get in our way of what we want to do, and they need to be extinguished. I hope that's a helpful example of why primitive reflexes need to extinguish for a baby to continue to achieve their motor milestones. In a really gross oversimplification, most of the primitive reflexes extinguish around four to six months of age. Now, if you're taking the PEDS rehab boards, that timing is going to be much more granular, but that four to six months marker should be helpful for the PM&R boards, as well as an understanding of when each primitive reflex will start to impair motor development, like in that example we just gave. One to remember is this planner reflex. So this is a nine-month-old, so that's older than that kind of four to six-month-old mark that we remember, and it's still present. But the planner reflex is one to remember because it's a little bit unique, and I like to think for better or worse, the unique ones like to get tested. So the planner reflex hangs around a little bit longer. Um, So think about when it's going to start to get in the way, not really with sitting, not really with rolling, but what about pulling to stand? Pulling to stand, we start, you know, nine to 10 months, and then we're going to be standing and taking our first steps around 12 months. So if you have a plantar reflex where if anything touches your feet, you kind of flex them, that's going to stop you from standing and pulling to stand and taking those first steps. So it's going to need to go away, but it can hang out a little bit longer before it bothers us. So the plantar reflex hangs around longer and really doesn't go away until 12 or so months. Another unique primitive reflex to remember is the symmetric tonic neck reflex, or STNR, not to be confused with ATNR. STNR helps with some of our standing balance. So that's when the neck flexes, the arms flex, and the legs extend. And when the legs flex, the neck extends and the arm extends. So the arms and the neck are doing the same thing and the legs are doing the opposite. The STNR is unique because it's not present at birth. And it's also one of our longer lasting primitive reflexes. Let's talk a little bit about the fine motor milestones. And I know one of the ways that this can be asked is in terms of what children are able to draw. And I know that there's some fun ways to remember that. Can you talk a little bit about what milestones we're anticipating for drawing? 
Thanks for the great question. When you're talking about fine motor for kids, I think it's really good to have a way to remember what they can draw. So if you give a one-year-old a piece of paper and a marker, you're going to see something different than you give a six or a seven-year-old, a first or a second grader, a piece of paper because you have it to draw because you have a different expectation about what they can do. So for a one-year-old, you're going to say that the patient can scribble. So you're going to draw some hair that squiggled around the top of their head. Two-year-old, they don't really get that much more sophisticated, but they can start at three to draw a circle. So under your squiggle for hair, you're going to draw a circle for their head. But you remember, people have ears, so you can write the letter three on both sides for their ears. So one-year-old can scribble, that's your hair. A three-year-old can draw a circle and ears, and those three ears make, make sure that they're three years old when they can draw a circle. Next, you have a neck and a body, which is for a four-year-old. So a four-year-old can draw an X for a neck and a square for a body. So all you can think about this also is that four is how many sides there are in a square. So that's kind of how you get to a square. Then a five-year-old can draw a triangle. Even though a triangle only has three sides, it's much more complicated in order to make a triangle where all the points meet than it is to make a square. That is going to be your legs or your skirt of your girl that you're drawing. And then at the end, you have a six-year-old that can draw things even more complicated, which would be diamonds or feet. So what you should have when you're thinking about this and drawing in your head, you should have a squiggle or a scribble for hair at the top for a one-year-old, a circle with two ears for a three-year-old, an X for a neck and a square for a body for four-year-olds, a triangle for legs for five-year-olds, and diamonds for feet for six-year-olds. Great, that's such a fun way to remember the drawing milestones. So can you tell me a little bit about speech milestones? When should babies be babbling? And what does that really even mean? Sure. So, of course, it takes a lot of work until these babies can start to really form words. So within the first year of life, they're going to be making kind of more noises, but we like to be a little more eloquent than that. So they're first going to start babbling, and that just means that they're kind of making sounds, but not quite consonants yet. So around four months, they babble, and then around six months, you really start to hear those consonants. And the way that I like to remember that is that B comes earlier in the alphabet than C. And then it's not really until 12 months that they'll start to say single words. So that's when you, they start to say da-da or mama. At 18 months, that's going to jump up to 10 words. And they might be able to start to say some body parts then too. Then by 24 months or two years, they jump all the way up to 200 words. So from just single words, a couple single words at one year to up to 200 words at two years. And there's also some kind of some fun tricks to remember the speech milestones as well. So at two, you have 200 words and you can say two word sentences. So you're going to start putting two words together. 
And then for intelligibility, you're going to understand about two out of four of the words, half the words. Once you're three years old, you can start to say three-word sentences. You also know your name by then and who you are. So I like to remember, I am Sam. So they know who they are. They will ask who, what, where. They'll give their full name and say a three-word sentence. For intelligibility, about three out of four words is understandable by three years of age. So 75%. And then once they turn four, about 100% of their words are intelligible, so four out of four. So it's a nice trick to remember at two years, two out of four you can understand, three years, three out of four you can understand, and four years, four out of four you can understand. To wrap up, let's review the milestones. Recall that we learned that milestones are divided up into different areas. Some important gross motor milestones to remember are sitting, which occurs at six months, six for sit. First steps occur around 12 months. At two years, may start to run, jump with two feet off the ground. At three years, you can ascend stairs reciprocally and use a tricycle, which is kind of a similar type of motor activity. At four years, you can hop on one foot. Also, you start to do a lot of ADLs at that time, like brush your teeth. So think about how a lot of kids start to go to school around four years old. So they're going to need to know how to use the bathroom on their own, right? And then at five years, you can descend the stairs reciprocally. Moving on to some of the important fine motor milestones. At about four months, babies will start to reach for objects. At six months, a baby can transfer an object from hand to hand. Keep in mind, that's why we need to have that palmer grasp primitive reflex extinguished by then. We can't transfer an item from hand to hand if our reflex is to constantly grasp at it. At nine months, we start to develop a pincer grasp. And at 12 months, that pincer grasp will become mature. Remember, after those, we have the drawing milestones for each age that we reviewed earlier in the episode. Some important speech and language milestones include babbling at four months old, followed by consonants at six months, single words around one year, two-word sentences by two years of age, three-word sentences by four years of age. Some cognitive milestones include the development of stranger anxiety at six months of age, separation anxiety at nine months of age, partially because babies don't have object permanence, so if mom leaves, they don't realize mom's ever coming back, recognition of body parts by 18 months of age, and following two-step commands around two years of age. I also want to mention that these milestones that we discuss in this fashion are simply averages of what you would expect a child in the 50th percentile for their age to achieve. A red flag is a different cutoff. For example, one might not be that concerned if a baby's not yet sitting at six months, but if by nine months, that's a different story and would raise concern. This difference is more relevant to the P's rehab boards, but I did want to mention this for your own knowledge. That's it for this board review on growth and development. Thanks to the AAP for their support of this board review series. 
If you thought this podcast was helpful, please share with others who may also value the content. See you next time.